Hey everybody, this is Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Today is March 19th, and if you haven't heard already, yesterday we were kind of woken up in a crazy way here in Salt Lake. We had an earthquake of a 5.7 magnitude, and you know, I served a mission in Peru, and we had earthquakes all the time, but I don't know if I'm just out of practice or if I just wasn't expecting that here, but it rattled me pun intended. And, um, you know, I had this thought for a second, oh man, maybe I should just hold off on my podcast until things go back to normal a little bit with the the coronavirus and now earthquakes. And maybe I just need to hold off and come back to it later. But it's interesting because the thought came to me very clearly and very strongly that I need the scriptures and the peace that they can bring now more than ever. I need the spirit of Christ that the scriptures bring into my life now more than ever, both for myself and for my children and in my home, that when the world gets scary, that when hard things happen, that when we feel a little overrun by our circumstances, that there is peace in Christ and there is peace in his gospel and in his plan. So I just wanted to share that thought with you guys today before we get started in the second half of Jacob 6. Now, if you'll remember, the purpose of Jacob teaching the allegory of the olive tree was to help his people understand how it is possible to make big mistakes and still return to Christ and to build upon his rock. Remember, at the end of chapter 4, he was saying that the Jews would reject the Savior and how would it be possible for them to return to the stone. And then he answered that question with the allegory of the olive tree. So Jacob taught this allegory as a reminder of the Savior's love. The purpose of this allegory was to teach us how much God loves us and all about his long suffering in redeeming his people. How time after time after time he will work and strive and stretch out his arms to redeem and to save his children. Now that being said, in verse 6, which is Jacob's kind of paraphrase or follow-up on the allegory, Jacob begins teaching and he's kind of calling his people to repentance a little bit. Remember the first part of verse 5 that we talked about yesterday where Jacob says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I beseech you. Now, I love that word beseech. He's not just saying, I ask you or I want you, but it's like I'm begging you in the words of soberness. So with all seriousness, that you would repent and come with full purpose of heart. So after teaching this allegory and teaching his people all about God's long suffering in saving his children, Jacob then begs his people to turn to Christ and to repent of their sins and come unto him with full purpose of heart. He even explains in verse 4 how God is merciful to all his children. He explains, And how merciful is our God unto us, for he remembereth the house of Israel, both roots and branches, and he stretches forth his hands unto them all the day long. So it doesn't matter if they are the grafted tree or the natural branch, it doesn't matter who we are or what we've done or where we are spiritually, 
Jacob's explaining that God will be merciful to all his children, no matter what. But then he goes on and he explains some sins that he wants to warn them about. He warns them about hardening their hearts in verse 6. He warns them about rejecting the words of the scriptures and the words of the prophet. He warns them about rejecting the prophecies of Christ. And then he even says, after so many have spoken concerning him. Because Jacob understood that every single prophet who wrote scripture prophesied of Jesus Christ. There are prophecies all over the Old Testament about him. And so he's warning, after so many prophets have spoken of him and have testified of him, do not reject those prophecies. He asks them not to deny the good word of Christ or the power of God. And then he asks them not to deny the gift of the Holy Ghost and quench the Spirit. Quenching the Spirit means like putting out the Spirit in your own life. It means not rejecting it so much and not kicking against it so much that we can't fill it anymore in our lives. So he warns them about that, about becoming a hard-hearted people that can no longer fill the Spirit. And then he says, and make a mock of the great plan of redemption, which has been laid for you. Elder Hafen in 2004 gave a talk called Atonement All for All. And in that talk, he talks about how if we are sinning with the intent of repenting later, that we're making a mockery of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And that's what that made me think of when it says, make a mock of the great plan of redemption that we think we can do whatever we want, that we can live in whatever way we want, and that, as it says in 2 Nephi 28, that God will beat us with a few stripes, and in the end, he'll forgive us, and it will be fine. God's plan of redemption requires something on our part. It requires a broken heart and a contrite spirit, and true repentance. And part of that repentance is true change. And so if we are to love and embrace the Savior's plan of redemption— we have to do it with the proper attitude as well. That's all kind of depressing, right? Jacob talking about all the different ways that we screw up and that we sin and different warnings about things that we might do. But then listen to all the, the love and the tenderness that Jacob speaks of. So then he explains again in verse 11, O then, my beloved brethren, repent ye, and enter in at the straight gate, and continue in the way which is narrow, until ye shall obtain eternal life. So here's what I love about Jacob, is that he has taught them everything that he could up until this point. He has warned them of pride. He has taught them about repentance. He has taught them about God's love and his long suffering and his work for the children of men. He's warned them of sin and taught them about different traps that they could get caught in. He asks them to repent. And then he's got this kind of mic drop verse here in verse 12. He says, Oh, be wise. What can I say more? So in that, he's saying, You guys, I have taught you everything that you need to know. I have given you all the knowledge I can. And then in verse 12, he asks them to be wise with that knowledge. There's a difference between wisdom and knowledge. We talked about it when we covered 2 Nephi 9, if you guys remember. Knowledge is facts, it's figures, it's understanding. Wisdom is knowledge in action. It's our ability to discern knowledge and to do what's right with it. 
And so here you have Jacob having given them all the knowledge that he could, right? All the knowledge about the sin of pride, all the knowledge about God's love and his long suffering and his work, all the knowledge about these traps of sin that they could fall into. He has given them knowledge. And then he turns to them and he says, take that knowledge and be wise with it. Apply it into your life. Do something with it. Understanding that salvation and redemption in the gospel does not come by knowledge alone. It doesn't come through understanding facts and figures. It doesn't come by reading the entire New Testament and saying, I know everything about Christ's life. It comes as we apply that knowledge, as we take that knowledge about who Jesus Christ was and we try to become more like him, as we take that knowledge of sin and we apply it to repentance. That is where the plan of redemption takes hold in our lives, as we exercise wisdom upon the knowledge that we have. And as we do that, the great bar of the Lord, as it says in verse 13, will become pleasing to us. As we turn our knowledge into wisdom, we become more like the Savior. We invite him to reach into our lives and to extend his hand of salvation in our hearts. And that is where change happens. That is where redemption happens. And that is where we truly become his people. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share it with other people. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.